The FDA has issued an extensive recall on several heparin products which appear to have been contaminated. What is the source of the contamination? And do we know how long these concerns have potentially gone unnoticed? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at Chicago Medical School, and our guest today is Dr. Javed Farid, Professor of Pathology and Pharmacology at Loyola University Chicago Stritch School of Medicine. Dr. Farid has been studying batches of heparin since the drug contamination issue arose. Welcome, Dr. Farid. Thank you very much. Today we are discussing recent concerns about heparin contamination. Dr. Freed, can you give us a brief background on heparin, where it comes from, what it's used for, and everything like that? Heparin is a blood thinner, an anticoagulant which is commonly used for surgical procedures such as cardiopulmonary bypass surgery, also interventional cardiology such as stenting, and such procedures as hemodialysis and apheresis, which is the therapeutic removal of plasma proteins from patients who have cancer. So it is a widely used blood thinner, which is crucial for patient care. It is obtained from biological sources, from the swine mucosa as a byproduct, and purified for the therapeutic purposes. So we don't synthesize this? No. Why is that? Because heparin is a very complex drug. It is composed of many different substances, which are different in molecular size, biological properties, and some 50 different components are present. So it's a mixture, or shall we say, a soup of different ingredient, which then have a cumulative anticoagulant or blood thinning effect. Is there a reason why we use swine as opposed to other animals? Yes. The supply of swine mucosa as a raw material for making heparin is available from slaughterhouses. We use swine mucosa because when heparin was produced from bovine or cows, there were some problems associated with the mad cow disease. There were other viral contamination, and there are some adverse reactions associated with the cow heparin, which are not seen with the porcine or pig heparin. Well, what has happened recently that has made us concerned about contamination? The contamination reports started coming late last year. Some adverse reactions like chills, pains, blood pressure problems, increased in heartbeat, alerted the FDA to be concerned. And then FDA has a mechanism by which they record all these adverse reactions. And these reactions were then linked to the use of heparin. And the heparin-related adverse reactions are now counted to be nearly 800 and some 61 deaths are attributed to the use of contaminated heparin as of today. Now, where does this heparin come from? The heparin is coming from different sources. Two-thirds of the heparin is imported 
as API or the active pharmaceutical ingredient from China because in China there is abundance of pigs. They have big industry where they can harvest heparin from pig mucosa after the pigs are slaughtered for food purposes. And then these are converted into crude heparin, which is refined and then sent to USA. So has the contamination been only from the heparin products from China, or has it been also from other countries or even the United States that produce the heparin? At the present time, only Chinese heparin with designated sources, two or three sources, has been linked with the contaminant. Is there one major factory in China that makes the heparin? There are several factories, but there are especially two factories which have been linked with this contaminant. Well, what is the contaminant, or can't we tell? The contaminant, uh, as you know, that FDA had a meeting on March 19th, and Dr. Janet Woodcock identified the contaminant to be hypersulfated chondritin sulfate, which is another carbohydrate-like substance, which is like heparin, but is present in the cartilage and is used as a nutritional supplement and a drug-like substance orally for patients who have arthritis. This particular substance is much cheaper, but yet it has a similar structure like heparin. And what is identified in the heparins which are contaminated is the presence of this material, which is hypersulfated to exhibit anticoagulant activity, anything hypersulfated exhibits blood thinning or anticoagulant activity. So this particular contaminant is found in certain batches of heparin which have been imported here and processed and then distributed by different companies. More importantly, the Baxter company, Baxter Pharmaceutical, is the one which has been the primary supplier of almost 50% of one fractionated heparin, and all of the heparin which Baxter used to supply is now withdrawn. So in answer to your question, yes, the Chinese heparin from two companies there have been sent to USA. Baxter was the primary importer and distributor of this heparin after finishing it, and the contaminant is found in some of the batches from those companies. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Javed Farid, professor of pathology and pharmacology at Loyola University Chicago Stritch School of Medicine. We are discussing recent concerns about heparin contamination. Dr. Farid, why are they using this contamination? You know, beside heparin, we have another drug product, which is called low molecular weight heparins, which has been used quite extensively for a number of indications, such as prevention of venous thrombosis and pulmonary embolism, prevention of heart attack or acute coronary syndrome. So the demand of heparin has dramatically increased because it is needed for the production of low-molecular weight heparins. And the people who make the low-molecular weight heparins give higher price to purchase the material that is heparin, 
And because of this supply and demand ratio, I think some people may have thought that by adding the chondritin sulfate or hypersulfated chondritin sulfate, they can increase the yield of heparin and did not realize that this particular contamination will result in severe adverse events, which we have now faced with. So this was a deliberate maneuver, not an inadvertent maneuver. The amount of this contaminant is present in up to 50% in terms of quantity, 50% of the total quantity of heparin. It is absolutely impossible to have that much hypersulfated chondritin sulfate to be present in heparin from natural sources. As a matter of fact, hypersulfated chondritin sulfate should not be present at all in heparin preparations. So this contaminant initially was thought to be accidental because maybe this contaminant was produced for some other purposes, but then because its prevalence was found to be in 20 out of 28 batches, now Australia, Japan, many of the European countries, Canada, they also have found the presence of this contaminant. It is linked to the same manufacturer in Japan, so it is very likely that this is a deliberate act by mixing or adding a non-heparin chondritin sulfate derivative to increase the yield of heparin. Now, clearly, I would suspect that they did not tell companies like Baxter that they changed the chemical composition of the heparin. No, but uh, usually when the heparin is sold, it is sold in terms of so much anticoagulant activity unit. And there is a pharmacopoeial assay which is carried out on different batches of heparin, which is called U.S. pharmacopoeial or European pharmacopoeial unit. And these units are then given or assigned to the heparin quantities which are sold. So I don't think that any additional information was given to Baxter or any other pharmaceutical suppliers that there is a change in composition. When a distributor like Baxter distributes their heparin, do they do any spot checking at all about the heparin batches they get? There is a U.S. pharmacopoeial compliance method which should be used to assay the anticoagulant activity of heparin and its chemical integrity in terms of molecular mass and distribution. And Baxter is a credible pharmaceutical company, and I'm sure that they have used these methods. But even if they use this method, the presence of this contaminant is almost impossible to establish because neither in the anticoagulant activity assay nor in the molecular profiling assay, they can distinguish the contaminant from heparin. These are primarily allergic reactions to this contaminant, yes? There is a wide number of reactions which have been listed in the FDA website. There are some 30, including fever, chills, hypotension, pain, and so forth. And it is unlikely that just one substance can be possible to link with all these different reactions. But, you know, these are heterogeneous group of patients. Some of the patients are getting apheresis. 
some have hemodialysis, some have a myocardial infarction, some are going for open-heart surgery. So these different patients have different pathologies, but one thing is common that hypotension or blood pressure reduction is commonly seen in most of these. So there must be some mechanism by which this contaminant or a contaminant with it is acting in the body to produce these reactions. I want to thank our guests, Dr. Javed Farid. We've been discussing recent concerns about heparin contamination. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, now featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening.